0: Good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of The Richard Urban Show. I'm your host, Richard Urban. Coming to Restore Harper's Ferry, we present News and Views from God's Point of View. Today, we're very happy to have William Keplinger on. He's running for Commission of Agriculture on the Democrat ticket. So um, please introduce yourself and tell us about yourself or your family, whatever you'd like to introduce.
1: Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you, Richard. I'm William J.R. Keplinger. Most people call me J.R. That's my nickname and actually that's my name. I'm 51 years old. Uh, I live in Moorfield, West Virginia. Uh, I'm a third generation farmer and and I got to tell you, one of the proud things, I got a letter in the mail, I am proudly endorsed by the West Virginia Farm Bureau. So that was something that uh, I've been a Farm Bureau member for 30 years, Uh, so there you figure it out. Ever since I was 21 years old, I was a Farm Bureau member. Um, We actually have, uh, oh, let's see, uh, uh, I've been married to uh, my wife, Stacy, my lovely wife of 18 years. I gotta compliment her, maybe she'll see the video. And uh, I have two lovely children. I have uh, Mackenzie, my daughter, and uh, William, who's my son. And I live on a family farm on South Forks, outside of Moorfield. And we raised 700,000 broiler chickens and 65 head of brood cows. And um, then I went to uh, West Virginia University and studied resource management and economics uh, at the School of Agriculture at WVU. Uh, graduated from there in 1991. Uh, started a business uh, providing bedding for farm animals, and it's called Keplinger Shavings, uh, and it's still in operation today. So uh, I'm quite proud of successful business. You you definitely need to understand business if you're going to help someone in in your state. Uh, right, okay. I think that's one of the one of the requirements that you must have. You need to know business and. Uh, so uh, after that, uh, I started the business uh, in 2000. I ran for county commissioner, Hardy County commissioner. And I won, uh, got elected in, in, in 2000, and I ran two more terms. So I've served 18 years as a Hardy County commissioner. And during that time, I was also on the West Virginia County Commissioners Association Board and served there for 12 years, which that was uh, uh, so many wonderful people I got to meet across the state. We had, we had meetings in different counties throughout the state, and uh, it was just uh, a, a lot of networking. You, you got to understand how counties operate, how the different problems at each county, all 55 have similar problems, and they handle it in different ways, and uh, it, it, it works. And it, it, you need to talk to one another to find out what works and how right. to solve. So, I mean, Why wow, reinvent that wheel? You know? So that networking is very important, and so that's some of the experience that I've gained from that, and, and uh, okay. that's, uh, I believe that's uh, one of the uh, necessary parts of trying to move on to the next step. And that's what I want to do. I want to be your agriculture commissioner for the state of West Virginia, considering my, my background and, and my education. And, and I believe I can bring a lot to the table.
0: Okay. Um, thanks for sharing that. What do you think are like, the, what are your three main like campaign points or three main issues you'll, you know, most emphasize? Um,
1: the one thing that I want to see is uh, I want to expand and improve on agriculture. We have technology out there today that that most people that they, they they haven't seen they, they haven't heard and uh, the easier way you know we have high tunnels now uh the way you can climate control and grow uh yeah, vegetables um, and and the same thing with high tunnels goes into uh you know the poultry business which which I've been in for several years. Uh, you climate control everything. You you know what your heat is. You know what your water flow, what your temperature is. You can increase it or you can lower it, and and that uh, promotes the uh, the the number of the days that you can grow a product, and as far as uh, vegetables as, as as far as poultry as well. Um, and on that uh, uh, food safety, um, we we went through this uh, this terrible um uh, medical emergency we had uh, the corona virus hit us and uh, we see the importance of quality food and uh, so food safety and animal safety uh, the animal health we we have to uh, help help those uh, farmers and help the the, uh, the public help the the citizens of the state of West Virginia be able to have a, a resource uh, of, of safe and quality the quality of food and be able to purchase that local uh, quality food and uh, just to, to just to increase the awareness of agriculture I want to promote uh, the youth in agriculture I think uh, 4h and FFA are some of the most important youth programs out there. Uh, they uh, inspire leadership uh, and, and citizenship and community involvement, mm-hmm. and uh, that's just three of the many that you know I could touch upon that I think is very important that uh, we we need to work on with the ag department okay. and not the uh, ag department work with people. I mean, they yeah, want. Yeah.
0: I want to interject one thing, like food safety. So, do you feel there's a dynamic or conflict between like the um, GMO crops and organic crops? Or those kind of practices—is that—is that causing some problem? Because I was reading sometimes some farmers are saying there's a, or, or there's cross contamination, or is that an issue here in West Virginia? You've seen, or is that causing any trouble?
1: I haven't seen any trouble on it, but we got to be environmentally aware of what we use and what we do. And a farmer, he knows what he has to do um, he's not going to use too many chemicals or anything that is not necessary because that's a cost to him. He's in it to make a profit. Um, he don't make a lot of profit. Some of the farmers just barely get by, but a successful farm knows how they need to diversify and they need to do certain things to make their product successful and grow. And, uh, as far as, uh, some of the largest farms, you have to have uh, some type of a, a Roundup Ready corn. Uh, you know, the smaller farms, vegetable garden, things of that nature, you can uh, have companion plants. And what are those that uh, they allow the uh, to to attract the bugs away from your uh, your plants that you're growing, your 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 vegetables. So th- those are some techniques that that help on the natural side. That a lot of people aren't aware of uh, of what those plants are for but they will help you be a little bit more environmentally safe and conscious of what it is
0: okay yeah so you feel that those uh like the uh, roundup things are necessary for the la- larger farms use those right
1: they are and if there's something better out there we got to continue to uh research and 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 find better ways of, of producing things and better ways of protecting our crops um, uh, technology is, is there. We just need to advance it further. We need to be aware of uh, of what, what opportunities we have. And that's where the education value comes in. And uh, the youth, we need to find a place for our youth in our agriculture future. And uh, the young kids, you give them a computer, they'll do anything. They amaze me. My 12 year old son can do things on a computer and I'm thinking, I wish I knew half of what you knew back then. I would have uh, really been a little further along than where I am right now. Just the education—he's he, so intelligent. My, my daughter's the same way. She she was in DECA and and uh, she went to the state, won state honors, and uh, when this coronavirus hit, it uh, it knocked that uh, nationals out. She was all fired up. She was going to Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. And, yeah, that uh, can go. Yeah. That Yeah, quite a trip. And I was proud of, uh, you know, the class that she was with.
0: Okay, about the COVID-19. So has that affected your operation at all? I mean, we've seen or heard or seen that there's some shortages of like meat or is that, is it affected uh, many farmers or not so much in West Virginia? Uh,
1: Well, um, as a farmer, uh, we're always biosecure. We have to worry about um, diseases and in, in, in whatever manner for our, our farms our poultry farms are, are probably more biosecure than any uh, but even your cattle farms you, you need to be uh, aware of uh, the potential uh, uh, diseases that are out there and, and and safeguard yourself and so we were a little bit more aware of uh, possibilities and potential uh, scares um, uh, more than the public uh, but as far as uh, uh, changes, uh, we just practice the same methods that were uh, given to us uh, from CDC, and uh, social distancing and things, and, and try to limit your travel uh, around people. Uh, but as as you look at the, the, the bigger picture, um, you worry about the food, and, and where you can obtain quality food and healthy food. And, uh, you know, when you go to the supermarket, you know, everybody piles in there. So I know that the uh, the, uh, the farmers markets, you know, they made uh, uh, conditions to where you could go in and uh, a situation of you could uh, maybe drive by and, and, you know, they bring it out to you. Things yeah, like that I are very been. helpful. And I, I appreciate those guys that have done that. And, and it was a necessary part of our times. We're in uncertain times. We don't know what
0: our normal is right now yeah i saw that although um i know some farmers are waiting for the regular i mean uh yeah it, it's interesting i mean i'm pretty fitting if you watch some of my other blogs on the whole thing as far as the uh response of the governor and everything but yeah, yeah. um we'll focus more on uh, like farm issues here well like this the community support agriculture model do you think that's good for a lot of farmers i know that's one model right where people buy shares of a Is that, like, do you know many farmers that do that? Or is that a good marketing model, in your opinion? Or what are some ways that, um, and I know there's farmer's markets. Is it real? I guess what I'm trying to say, is it really an issue for smaller farmers or other farmers to uh, getting products to market? Is there plenty of market there? Or I was also thinking, like, over here in the eastern panel, you know, closer to D.C., It might be a different atmosphere for the farmer's markets over here than say in Western or Central West Virginia. Is there enough like market there to keep the farmers sustained or do they need other markets?
1: Well, in in my own county, we do have a farmer's market here, but um, our population 12,000 people. Um, That's the whole county, 576 square miles thereof. And uh, it is hard to, create a, a business model that would uh, uh produce and, and actually thrive in that at that atmosphere um even in uh the eastern panhandle which you're probably a, a, an hour away something there from i'm right at the little bottom of uh, the eastern panel of it handle of it but uh that's the one thing that i really want to work on um is marketing um there's a lot of things you can do you, you can promote high tunnels you you can do anything you want and uh when you go and get the uh, funding to produce and, and and build a high tunnel um, you really don't have a set of rules of what to grow when to grow how to grow and where your market's going to be you take if uh, you have these high tunnels out there Um, you need that market before you actually decide to build the high tunnel if you're going to create an income. Now, if you're going to do it as a hobby, you know, you'll do your tomatoes or your vegetables, whatever you want to can, but a lot of people can create an income, uh, uh, either a part-time or a full-time income, doing something they love to do, and those high tunnels doesn't take very much ground, so you can actually get involved in agriculture and take that product but someone has to create that market. Um, Right now, we have a captive audience. We have our school system. Uh, The Legislative Act of allowing them to uh, uh, purchase a certain amount, uh, we can up that amount to to see what we can produce, but we need to get it organized, and I feel that that is the Ag Department's uh, responsibility. We need to work with our farmers and show them how much we can produce and how much we can sell. You know, you don't want to go 100% of what your maximum production is, but you can see where it is, fill the model out, go for a year, see where you're at and grow it. And, you know, actually, uh, that might be what we want to do. Uh, You know, I've, I've got a brother that has a restaurant. He pays, you know, a ridiculous amount of money for tomatoes that, are clearly not ripe in January, you know. If I call you ever them get
0: cardboard tomatoes,
1: yes, and you know, you you want a, a tasty, a, 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 a vibrant, uh, a vegetable that uh, that uh, enhances your uh, salad. You you don't want something that uh, it, it, you you really rather that it not be there when it looks like that. Uh, but but I don't. I, I've looked at that for years, wondering why we couldn't do that right here. And I mean, I know we won't produce the uh, the, the July or August tomato, that uh, the prime, the the ripe seasonal. But if we could get some variation or close to that, why would we pay Mexico um, fifty dollars for a, a a case of tomatoes when uh, we could do that right here in West Virginia and probably get a little better product, stimulate our economy in some ways now you, you have to work about what product can work you know because we have weathered issues to deal with and uh so it would take take a little while a learning curve to see where we could do it but uh
0: yeah
1: the marketing is the secret to everything and you know uh those guys have those high tunnels I, I know they have a desire they wouldn't even got into it so they have a green thumb of some sort and a desire to uh, try to create an income so if you could do that uh promote that um and even that, uh, instead of trying to do, you could either have a, a cannery or you could freeze dry these uh, uh, vegetables. You know, we have a local producer down here, well, a, a plant that has a uh, an instant freeze dry uh, freeze uh, facility that you could put vegetables in there. They could market these uh, or package the yeah. vegetables and freeze dry them and put it in your local markets.
0: Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe there could be some kind of marketing clopper or something.
1: Oh yeah, it's out there. We just need to work with it. Uh, and it's just yeah. something that nobody's ever tried to do. But if you if you have someone out there growing the product, we can grow it. I don't care what it is. We can we can grow, we can make it happen. I mean uh, the people of uh, West Virginia are are pretty tough about uh, their gardening skills they can handle things yeah. like this and it's not only for that you know you go into the, your your beef market or or your uh, even your poultry you you can do uh, specialty products on that there you know I I'd, I'd like to buy your local beef and that's what you need to do people need to uh, be able to find that market and sell right here and stimulate this economy instead of helping someone else out. We need to, to, to promote West Virginia agriculture. And, and I, I think that's what it is. We need to grow West Virginia products, sell West Virginia products.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. That would be good. I mean, it, it's a good thing. If we can find their market niche. I, I mean, I know a guy who's selling a long time at the Shepherdstown Farms Bar. He's doing well with that. But uh, as far as year-round stuff, yeah. And you,
1: you have a, a hydroponics out there, a guy that grows with with the water, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a very interesting aspect too. I mean, you yeah. know, that's that's a possibility. We, we get more involved with that there. I haven't had the privilege of, of visiting that 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 fellow there, but uh, you know, I understand he runs a first-class uh, a place there, so that that would be.
0: Uh, yeah, about one question, like about. I guess it's more a an national question, like with the with farm subsidies does that come into play much in west virginia at all or that's one of the other counties telling me that's more the larger players that doesn't really come into play much do you think they're a good idea bad idea should it be more just market driven
1: well um yeah I, I do believe the market should uh, do help us more than anything but uh Uh, subsidies are there for a reason and and, you know uh, if you're honest and and, and you need help be it a drought be whatever it may be you know that's what they're there for they're for a crisis situation to where you need help through an area or an an economy burst that uh, just kind of slows your your whole production down Uh, and then that could be a possibility to help sustain those people until they get back on their feet Uh, but of all, I think, you know, you, you need to work for what you get and you know, farmers are proud. I mean, they don't want to hand out, they want to hand up if they need it. And it's most like West Virginia citizens. We, we just need a focus. We need to uh, stimulate this economy in West Virginia. You know, if it wasn't for Mississippi, West Virginia would be last in most places. So uh, I, I just thank God for Mississippi, but uh, I, I was talking to a lady the other day and she said something about uh, a farm farm size and production and uh and she told me she said that we were like 40 some and i i didn't know the statistics of what it was and she says we're larger than rhode island i said thank god for rhode island so uh, we're bigger than rhode island in, in agriculture so
0: what about the role of like one more question before you kind of maybe wind it up like the yeah. is it i know in some states i think it's not allowed in west virginia like raw milk products. Some parents like want raw milk products. I know there's contention over that, you know, because some of the states say, no, 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 no raw milk products. What's, uh, maybe fill me in more what's going on in West Virginia. I think one of the delegates, state delegates is telling me that West Virginia does not allow those kind of products. Or do you, anyway, do you have any information or opinion on that issue?
1: Well, uh, just a little of what I've uh, talked uh, to others about it. Um, yes, it's not uh, really permitted to sell raw product on that, uh, um, the way a lot of them get along with it. They, they own the share of the animal or, or what have you. And and that's, uh, uh, if you own it, you, you have the responsibility because it's your product, um, but you know, it, it's, it's uh, it's pasteurized for a reason. Um, uh, there are potential and, uh, diseases that you can contract from unpasteurized milk, uh, even though there is a healthy side to that as well. Um, it, uh, it goes with preference of what you want. Uh, you know, sometimes the, uh, the risk is not worth, uh, doing. Uh, so you have to figure that out yourself. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, all people. Uh, hopefully, one day we'll figure out how uh, all those guys can get involved in. And, and there's probably down the road, you know, pasteurization. You know, was created many years ago just for that reason. So for the safety products of, of them, for the, uh, the the consumption of the of the person. But as uh, as we look at the bigger picture, you know, that's what agriculture, and that's what the ag department is for they're trying to find safe products you know we we have the safest food in the world and, and and right here in the united states and uh we want to continue on with west virginia having it safe and have animal health uh, we have to stick with those those points we really need to um, put safety first um, okay. and especially in this type of an atmosphere you know that's it's what it is
0: do you think um i think it came up in my other interview. Do you think the products like should be labeled for country of origin or, or GMO or not? Or do you have any opinion about that?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, do, I do believe, uh, I believe it's called cool uh, country of uh, origin labeling. Um, yes, I do believe that. Uh, I would wanna know where my product comes from. If I'm eating a, a hamburger, I would wanna know if it's Argentina or what have you. And you know, my preference would be West Virginia that's where i would like to see it from and you know i think that's one of my uh, platforms i would like to see i think west virginia needs to create a branding you look at um kentucky they have kentucky beef kentucky brand beef uh ohio i had uh, a a friend of mine went to uh, walmart and that had ohio brand product as well we need to promote west virginia you know we're a proud people here um we we need to stand up for ourselves. We can create a product. We don't have to belittle anybody or hurt anyone. We just need to stand up, be proud, create a market, um, and buy West Virginia products. I mean, it's a quality product. A lot of people out west they seek West Virginia cattle. They want these cattle. They're a hardy cattle. They're a quality cattle. Um, the uh, West Virginia University years ago created the bull testing. And uh, I'm not sure how many years now, it's, it's uh, several years they're into it. And they have one right here in our county in Wardensville and uh, in Hardy County. And they have a couple of sales throughout the state. But okay. That's, that's what really has promoted our quality of beef is uh, the desire the of, of these uh,
0: offspring. All right, so with the, just to wrap that question up, the GMO labeling, would you support that I think that's been very contentious, as far as I know. I guess it's more a national issue. But should things be labeled if they have GMO or not? Or
1: well, yeah, they should be labeled. It shouldn't be deceiving in any manner. I, I have no part about problem about that there. Um, and it's a preference of what you have to use it for. It's there for a reason. There's a reason for that. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to feed a certain amount of people, and you have to have a product, and it has to be produced. We've not seen those type of times when it is so hard to find food where you're hungry right i I don't know you know and and when you hit those times then you realize what it is I uh, so yeah i think it does need to be labeled there's no problem about that
0: okay and just to wrap up like any other things you'd like to share with with the voters like how you may differentiate or why would they vote for you versus the other couple of candidates i know in the primary you have uh, two opponents there
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've got uh, yeah a closing remark or something. Is that what you want me yes. to say?
0: Yes. Okay. Um,
1: well, for for one, you know, I'll go through a little list of of what I've done. You know, uh, of course, I was a I've been a third time a third generation farmer. Um, I've owned a business for 30 years successfully, um, and still operating on the farm. I was a county commissioner for 18 years. I served on the uh, secure rural schools program um uh, i was on a west virginia insurance risk pool uh, i was on the west virginia county commission's association board um i was on the planning commission for moorefield or for hardy county uh i was on the uh, regional wastewater authority uh was a 41 million dollar project that helped the chesapeake bay and uh, try to be good stewards of the land as well as a farmer and uh Career Technology Educational Advisor Council, Hardy County Public Park, Region 8 Council. Uh, I was on the Extension Service Committee, and uh, so many others. I'm on the uh, Poultry Association, on the Forest, Forest Association, Wild Turkey Federation. Uh, so I've been quite busy through my years. Okay. And uh, with that being said, if I got a few more seconds, I'll put, uh, what, what my statement might be is agriculture is a bright spot in West Virginia's economy. In these times, in uncertain international trade arenas, agriculture can and will continue to benefit the citizens of our great state. Food safety is a priority of our citizens of the state of West Virginia. Education is essential for the future of agriculture. Technology is growing in agriculture industry at a tremendous pace. We need to support our youth organizations like 4-H and FFA. And help our children learn about agriculture, leadership, and community. Our agriculture industry needs our children to be part of our agriculture future. As we maneuver through these trying times with the medical crisis upon us, our need for safe food and abundant food resources as biosecurity are well understood. We need to market West Virginia products. We need to allow citizens of our state the opportunity to purchase. West Virginia grown products. Our West Virginians need to use the exciting new advances in technology and agriculture to create part-time or full-time income doing something they love to do. Being a farmer, we always wanna be good stewards of the land. We soil test, we try to uh, apply the proper amount of fertilizer, we get uh, everything. We need to be mindful and protect our valuable water resources. And also being a third generation farmer and a, and a businessman gives me the firsthand experience in understanding the struggles of farmers face and most businesses in West Virginia's farmers face.
0: Okay. Um, All right. Wow, that pretty well wraps up. Okay, okay well, I, I do want to thank you.
1: Well, thank you. And if uh, anybody wants to check me out, it's uh, votekeplanger.com. Look me up and I appreciate your support June 9th. And I want to be your agriculture commissioner.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I'm Richard Urban, your host uh, coming to you from Harpers Ferry today, and we will see you next time.